Hello and welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jarden. I'm Marcy Jaro. Welcome to the end. Welcome to the end. Here we are. We're, we're, we're doing something so special for us. We're in person. We're in person. I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm on your couch. We're petting your cats. We well, also don't lie. The other two are okay. hiding from you. We're petting one cat, but one cat <laughs> came out to hang out with us. We're at Marcy's wonderful abode. <sighs> we're in person. We cracked a bottle of champagne mm-hmm. because uh, this is the last episode of Kardashian. Yeah. The Kardashians have ended their show and we're ending our show. Um, how how do you feel? I will be honest. Uh, I feel excited because I think I feel a sense of completion. Yeah. I don't feel like there there was more to do on this podcast. I don't feel that there was stones we didn't turn over. Yeah. I feel the feeling, honestly, not to like create an overly obvious parallel but i imagine a lot of how they feel like i feel like we gave this space and this family everything yeah. like i don't know people who have like cared and cried and yelled more about people <laughs> they fucking absolutely do not know who will never know that they are oh, alive god i feel proud of like the parts that listeners don't get to know as much of like you and me having long work days and like recording at 11 at night because Mm -hmm. this means so much to us and like I'm so proud of like consistently finding time and space for this and especially you know I think we talked about this but in the pandemic with the loss of like uh, improv and performing this is my only like super creative space every week and I always feel it when we're done. My big goal, by the way, is to not cry, but I definitely will. But uh, especially now that we're drinking champagne. Yes. Is that like, it's like a definite? I lost. I felt like a limb when like many people. I mean, there was so much more loss. But like for me, the loss of like getting to perform and, and, and the, the, that space of life uh, regularly was so creatively uh painful. And like, I think I realized pretty immediately how much our podcast was like, the window especially as the world became like so micro and small and scary but so big and unknown like this has continued to be in this last year especially like a true space of like freedom and creativity i always feel lighter every week Mm -hmm. it's the only podcast i have and it's no (laughs) not not speaking about anybody in particular but i think that like it has served so well and I feel like uh, we have done this family justice and also honored ourselves as the women we are and the things we disagree with and don't like and have struggled with and like I feel really proud like I was walking over here because we live so close isn't that cute Um, (laughs) with my little champagne in the backpack and I was like (laughs) listening to Beyonce and I was like really I felt like the feeling of like graduating at the end of school you know where you're like I we did a thing we thought of a thing out of thin air I can remember exactly how it all came together we've told the story a million Jess's times idea it was a collective idea and it was I could never imagine it, we'd be on the other side of a pandemic you know summer 2021 the Kardashians have ended their show uh and and we also are moving on to things we're excited about yeah. uh, so yeah. I feel really really honestly so good how do you feel I feel good too. You know, I'm a real Sagittarius. Um, I've said it about many other things that 
I don't often look back. Um, yeah. And even staying present is a bit hard. <laughs> so I'm always forward. Uh, so for me, Same. it makes sense. Like it's time to move on. They're moving on. Yeah. So let's move on. And I, and I think we have, like you said, this in the past year, especially it's been so good f- for me to have an outlet for me to have, cause I live alone, especially. So it, like yeah. it's my social life. It has yeah. been. And, um, I think also like for our listeners, for what I mean, one, everyone who listens to us, thank you so much for listening. People have been so kind to us. People have built me up in ways when I, you know, when I say my little blah, blah, whatever, but for strangers to like reach out and to say like nice things. But on top of that, the negative stuff we got, (laughs) I I wanna say (laughs) that for someone who is so desperate uh, who already like so nervous about people not liking me Yeah. to like have people who tell you who've never met you to say, I don't like you <laughs> and for me to survive it and be okay. Like, I mean, I love the love, but learning to live with the hate has also been very empowering. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Marcy, you hit the nail on the head. I wish for everybody that they, Cause I, I also, you know, experienced a lot of like tough feedback at work this past year, like in, in a lot of lights about like blind spots as it relates to like a lot of everything, the social unrest, everything we've moved through collectively. Uh, and as like, as two white ladies with a lot of privilege, I think that like, this has been a year, like social unrest aside, of just a lot of learning and growing. Yeah. And I feel, I think all the time about how much, I'm sure there is so much more room to grow, but also how much we've done. And I wish for everybody that they had a pop culture no. podcast. I don't, <laughs> you I will don't, find out fast. I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's for most people, but you will find <laughs> out fast, like where your blind spots are and yes. like, uh, and what you, what, what does affect you and change you and mm-hmm. what you are like, no, I disagree. That's not how I, I don't actually think that's true. And that's a healthy moment too. I also think that, you know, learning accountability through it yeah. because it's permanent and, you know, someone can listen to this in 15 years and be like, how dare anyone say that? But now I know that I can just listen and say, let me reevaluate yeah. and then I'm sorry. Also, I think it's just been a really big space for like, uh personal bravery in a way that like it's it's been a place to push myself but also push myself because I've watched you push yourself you know like if it's talking about medication Mm. and mental health and like I have been I think I've learned as a like pretty private person who struggles to like for as much as i barf into a microphone every week (laughs) you are you're pretty I I don't I I'm pretty choosy about like what I share and so the things that I've I've been able to talk about on this podcast whether it's like yeah getting on meds or HPV nightmare (laughs) like (laughs) but like people the response has to those moments not only from you as my co-host who's always so loving and giving and supportive but also from listeners like has uh, those have like fundamentally changed my DNA, yeah. like changed me. And I feel like I, uh, it's like a kind of physical experience I can't even articulate, you and know, to be like 
just so clear that if we did this podcast and like 30 people listened, we would have quit years ago. (laughs) And that's not to say that we have like, you know, we don't have like tens of thousands of followers. I actually kind of don't know, but I know that we have, you know, a significant uh, community that is here with us to talk about these women with us. And we, we've done it because of everyone's support and feedback and, you know, subscribe, like, review, you know, all those <laughs> things that people have done for us. I think also, you know, this has been a space that, like, I think opened me up. Here's where I'll probably cry to just a lot of like. It's not only women, but a lot of what ends up being like women or women identifying spaces because that becomes a big part of the podcast because it is this matriarchal family. Especially because we come from like male dominated backgrounds with big like time. comedy or yes, even and my dad is like a big loud Scotsman. And like I, I come from, you know, like I think that it is always a struggle for me to like like push women forward, let women's voices be louder and but also acknowledge the like specific struggles that like women and women identifying people like I I just think it's like I think about and I remember us talking about this early on that we would get messages from a lot of new moms Mm -hmm. oh god who were alone a lot and like listen to us and like a thing uh, we've talked about so many times is how many people tell us that this feels like they're hanging out with their friends oh my god I'm such and how much that like resonated with me and the idea of a lot of the like solitude and especially then this past year that people experienced we I feel like had this sort of lead on it in a sense of how many really a lot of new moms or or single parents or people who were alone in any way went to like a university far away and far who were alone or more lonely than they had known their lives to be and that we could provide this feeling of like friendship mm-hmm. and and companionship and i remember that like sitting on on my chest in such a like lucky and weighty way of just like i know what that feels like and i know in my loneliest moments what gives me that feeling it tends to be housewives um <laughs> <laughs> truly i've told the story many times of how in the pandemic tim thought i was on a zoom with friends and came up front and was like who were you zooming with and i was like i was watching beverly hills <laughs> he was like, you were laughing like you were hanging out with people and i was like I well I here's, was. here's the thing tim absolutely was hanging out <laughs> so if i get it and also like those it's just just i just it's it's been life-changing to feel that like i think all the time about like and if in this moment like it's not to overstate our importance but like the people i don't know are like riding on a subway right now or in their car in australia or like wherever on the planet someone's my dumb voice is like piping into their ears and making them it's it's a it's a huge like gift and it feels incredible what it is is like even though um you can't always see it affecting us, our listeners. Like you guys have been there for us too. Oh my God. Oh, and how many times yeah. Marcy and I have like screenshotted a DM something nice and yeah. messaged it to each other and then like truly gotten emotional over it. Like it's hard because you know, there is this like assumption that there's the, a, a great distance between listeners and the people who make these podcasts, but it's like, it, it is ultimately very small in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So it has just been like, 
a huge gift like i think that and and the idea that also we're talking about like it's going away it's obviously not but in this context this was obviously where we went from like having never done this and for me to doing it regularly and for me like i have such a hard time being myself like in a performance setting same like i would never even like to host a show up top because i was so afraid of people not liking me so I, i yeah that it would just throw me off so like this has been kind of really nice for me to to just be like oh people that i don't like know in person are so nice to me anyway also the last thing i will say <sighs> let's see if this is what makes me cry <laughs> yeah make yourself cry i definitely Much, will touch I yourself definitely, i'm definitely forcing it um <laughs> will this do it or will this do it i think you know especially we it, obviously we we love trish so much and she's a forever part of the podcast but this has been our space you and i yeah for so long now and I cannot imagine having like survived this last year without a reason every week. Yeah. To see you. Sorry. Yeah. To see you. I'm I, you sorry. Know I'm sorry. Yeah, like, absolutely. To have to, like, because it just the idea that I knew that there would be like a window of my I week think you're crying I, for me because my Wellbutrin doesn't allow me to cry all the time. It's a lot of but, work on my end too. So does Alexa Pro. For me. <laughs> Like, because I would be all alone. So knowing that every Sunday I was going to spend it with you was like, you know, like, the, yeah, the, the thing that was like keeping me going with humans, like. Because this was a year of like really not. And even it just is a thing that I think even the listeners, I don't know that they know how yeah. small, especially because we took it very seriously <laughs> and we were good and everyone else was bad, but it was. <laughs> no, whatever you know delta's coming so be careful (laughs) but we were doing it and it was really lonely and it was really scary and i think that like i cannot imagine how this year would have gone if i hadn't known once a week i got i kept telling everybody this week too about even just getting back from hawaii and how we were podcasting and i was like what is going on right now and i was like i'm talking to a woman (laughs) and like not just a woman but just like the woman and I I'm just Ugh. very lucky to have you and I hope everybody can feel how much I forced it to get I schmaltzy. mean now we're both crying but it, my this eyes is just, are burning it just has been a really important uh window of our lives and for everyone who has like participated and like Marcy said we definitely wouldn't have kept doing it if it if the people hadn't listened and yeah. so the idea that it is this like symbiotic thing of like us getting to do it and and get so much from it while listeners it sounds like get something from it is just an incredible gift and yeah. i will never ever like take it for granted and i'm so excited to get to keep doing it and it has just been so special yeah so special yeah thank you guys <gasps> and thank you jess i love you very much my friend okay now <laughs> now here's the here's the I'm good refilling news. champagne yes get let's see more. if i get i might be drunk at the end of this oh good okay. good 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 um also i walked here and marcy is said when i got here i'm not allowed to walk home no she's too good of a friend yeah so i'll have less champagne <laughs> <laughs> um so um okay guys so here's the deal i'm plugging something now because <laughs> i'm so excited jess and i i've already set up the patreon guys jess and i are moving platforms much like the kardashians trying to get some extra coins except you know where they made upwards of probably 500 million dollars um 
Marcy and I were in the low hundreds. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, well, I'm talking about where we're going. Sorry. No, but I mean, yeah, like as far as their transition yes, from in the e past to Hulu. four and a half years, we've made about three hundred dollars each. <laughs> not to brag, but and not that we're doing this for money. Uh, Obviously, I am, not. I don't have a job, so <laughs> so I I cannot lie that that um <laughs> that the money aspect won't be important. But we're moving to Patreon now. Not all of our episodes are going to be for pay mm-hmm. um so we have a, a patreon it's called l is for losers we're gonna link it everywhere <laughs> um if you follow us on socials you'll you can find it there we'll be in the show we're gonna notes. make it easy for you don't worry but it's basically patreon.com slash l is for losers it's live you can go you can go sign up for our patreon yes. right now so uh if you don't know Jess and I watch all the reality shows. All, all of the them. shows. So we're going to be broadening our our scope of our podcast for Ellis for Losers. And we're going to talk about basically the majority of the Bravo-verse. Oh, thank but God. Not only that, we're also going to talk about what's going on in pop culture news. That means... We would be covering Britney Spears right now. We're talking about the Erica Jane doc. Yes, we're. Uh, what else has Cr- happened? Chrissy Teigen. Yes, all of this stuff is stuff that all we. All of it. Yeah. So the way it's going to work is we're going to have for five dollars a month, you can become a loser with us. You can get full episodes of our podcast. Each week, we're going to catch up. We're going to give you recommendations of what we're watching, rundown on the latest pop culture news, and recap all of your favorite reality shows from the Bravo universe and beyond. That's for $5. But if you're not willing to pay or not able to pay, that's totally understandable. We're still going to release the first half of the podcast. So the news and and pop culture Mm -hmm. stuff. We'll release that for free so there you know you go. not so bad and if you are really bummed that we're not going forward with the cardishonate aspect of it we're going to be recapping mm-hmm. we got a lot of people i think it, we, we were this is why it's always this is why the lines of communication being open is really important we were very aware of how many people messaged us bummed that we weren't going to keep for anyone who doesn't know between seasons of the current keeping up with we always hop back and we were moving chronologically through yes. keeping up with so, uh, which we call our vintage recap yes so we're going to continue doing vintage recaps picking up where we left off which is i want to say like season five i think we were like finishing five yes so we'll again socials will promote all that but for three dollars a month you can listen to our vintage episodes but if you want it all for seven dollars a month you can get our full episode of l is for losers and the bonus episodes of the vintage recaps of keeping up with the kardashians so that's so bad so what you can do right now if you don't want to forget you can go right on over to patreon.com we're not going to start until august so we're yes. taking a little break a i'm going to be breather. traveling you're going to be traveling mm-hmm. um and we're going to start back up the beginning of august but if you sign up now to become a patron you won't be charged until august so Ooh. don't worry about yeah you're not gonna get the july bill no you won't get charged for content you're not getting <laughs> i promise um or you can simply follow if you scroll down like right below the tiers there's a little purple button that says follow so that you can be kept up to date and again we'll be on socials and stuff so you can find us but you know we'd love to still have some of you like we don't want to like 
like we said, we want to fully price people out. Um, So we'll... And this, I think, will be... I think it's important to say that, like, we have been in this dance with... Uh, our wonderful listeners for four and a half years. Yes. Like, so this is a work in progress. Yes. And that like, I think this obviously moving over to a pay model means that like, it's important to hear what works and doesn't work. Yeah. And, like we obviously said we can take the fucking criticism, Ugh. even though we beg people not to constantly. Please be nice. But <laughs> know that like, this is a work in progress and that like, we want to hear what's working and yeah. what's not working. Cause yeah. like it, this is a different model and we get it. Also what's great with Patreon. Cause I have another one for 90 day fiance. Plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. 90 day bay. It's me and Nicole Byer. Plug it, plug it. But whenever an episode is posted, People can comment so Mm. they can kind of have more of a back and forth than we're kind of able to right now. It's a more centralized location. And that's where you can send us messages and stuff. So in that way, it's sort of nice that you guys can be, you know, going back and forth that way. So Yeah, and I think it's just going to be like we're so excited about this, uh, but there's a lot of room to evolve is why, especially because it's set up as a pop culture roundup as opposed to like a single show recap every week. Like we're probably, this is, I think that's what's so exciting about it creatively is that there is a lot of room. Yes. And so this is a great moment, especially as patrons. We're going to have to work so hard on not being long winded guys. You have no idea. Oh brother. We're going to have to like, because we're going to have so many more topics (laughs) to talk about. I know. We're already 20 minutes. We're going to have to make like 12 tiers where it's like, just the <laughs> no the episodes are going to be four hours long <laughs> marcy has pointed out and i have agreed with her every time that we're going they're going to be four hour episodes Ugh, if 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 not longer if not longer so we'll be the ken burns of podcasts and um but i i really think it's like look please don't be mean to us we're obviously really bad <laughs> bad at taking criticism but i think it's a great moment to let us know what works and doesn't work what you want yeah and that like we like as the example of the tier that's uh for vintage recaps that's because so many people told us that they were really bummed that we weren't going to continue that we were like oh great well let's that's an easy thing we can continue yes so if there are things that you want you are expecting you would love to hear us do I saw in the Facebook group too, there's a very uh, wonderful little Facebook group and people wanted lives and we're hoping for more lives. Like those are things we're trying to figure out, but like just be communicative about like what you want and yeah. so that we can start figuring out what works because we're really amped. Yeah. I'm, really I'm very like, excited. I'm excited because like this podcast started by us taking our text chain and trying to move it to a yes. new medium. But our tech chain has become like we're talking about everything. So everything. And I think that that's peer why. pressuring each other to watch things. <laughs> we give we, each other a lot of homework. We call it homework. Yeah, we call it homework assignments. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah. so you'll be a, you'll be given homework assignments to. It's important to have because in this I, I think why I like homework assignments on the chain is because it's very easy to not. Mm-hmm. And if but if your great friend with great taste is like. I need you to watch this episode by by the next time I see you. You're like, absolutely. I'm not fucking around and I will absolutely do it. And sometimes it's not so that you can enjoy it. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's because we have things to dissect. Oh, it's fully been like me at 9 a.m. Like having coffee, like squinty eyed being like, I have to watch this doc. I mean, (laughs) did you watch The Housewife and the Hustler then, right? Oh, my god i mean that's the one that were that i was like you have to watch it 
it Thank just God a, you told me to because I thought it was like I thought it was one of those like, like a, nothing a, Netflix docs where it was just like a a bad old Dateline or something and I was just like what is this but it was I mean this yeah I I it's, it's shocking and, and we have very different uh or no Trish is one <sighs> Trish is such a pure soul she, she really thinks loves, if she likes she someone she believes in the goodness I watched she's we loyal. watched it and we were like she bad she's bad and then Trish was like. I don't uh, think she's she knew. good. I don't buy it. I, I don't s- think she knew anything. Look, and you and I are like, she's bad. Marce, Marcy and Garcy. Garcelle <laughs> and I, we both think something is up. Okay, that's enough plugging Ella's for loser. Know. We'll talk about it Wait, again at the Wait, say the Patreon one more time just it's so. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash L is for losers. That's it. We're going to put it everywhere too. It'll be everywhere, but it, it, it will be very easy for you. And oh, and we're also going to offer if you want to sign up, if you want to pay for a year in advance, that mm-hmm. is us really committing to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get two months free. I think I, I think this is going to be so fun. I'm like very, very also, excited. Now you can actually maybe get other friends to listen and look. Yes, we get paid per person. But if you want to share some RSS feeds, I don't give a shit share that shit i don't care share it with people we'd rather have people listening well you know i will say this i mean but since, not for free free well since we're <laughs> since we're finally since we're ending i will say this i don't know if we've ever talked about this on the pod no we have talked about this on the pod but like a very funny thing we thought when we started a kardashian podcast we were like this i mean it's the most popular family on planet earth <laughs> i mean this this could go global this could be the biggest podcast in human history and then we very quickly learned people don't like them people don't like them and but people do love them and don't want to talk about yes. loving them. And we, it was one of the greatest learning experiences ever when we were like, our listeners love us, but everyone who wrote us would be like, you guys are the only people I can talk mm-hmm. to about this. And we were a guilty pleasure, which I'm honored to be in the guilty pleasure category for anybody, even though let's not have guilty pleasures. There's nothing ever to feel guilty about. But yes. I mean, we really- if you watch boxing where people give each other concussions <laughs> and eventually leads to like dementia and CTE, yeah. that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. When someone watches football, that should say, be a guilty pleasure. I think football and Big Bang Theory should be guilty pleasures. Yes. But Big Bang Theory. fine we were a guilty pleasure but it was fascinating to realize that we a big stumbling point a stumbling block for growth is that this family is so controversial and disliked that people were hesitant to share i think a lot of the love they felt what if we go from niche to very broad and that is our downfall (laughs) and it's like it's like too broad no one can keep up well we'll We'll find out we'll find out it's gonna be a work in progress we're so excited for you to check out l is for losers uh go on over there like i said you won't (sighs) be charged yet so or you know just follow it so that you know what's up and you get those free episode and for like the alerts for them so should we do our last episode (sighs) after that massive what are you going to cry again (laughs) i got it out of you i got tears out of your i got tears out of your head oh yeah you're like rachel you love to make me cry you (laughs) siphon off my tears you little vampire Okay, we've got a podcast still. One left. Here we go. So we've got some news. Okay, so for last week, we watched Khloe Kardashian announce to the world in the recap, which we are shortly about to get into, why she has taken Tristan Thompson back. And then hours, hours later. Hours later. Jeez Louise, it was so close. We found out that he... (laughs) 
was at a party in Bel Air and disappeared into a bedroom with three women <laughs> and then came out half an hour later looking all rumpled and crumpled. I, this timing, look, you know, especially and, after this finale, I root for chloe yes i fucking root for chloe but the timing of it was very frustrating because we just and also if we put out an emergency epiphone dressed and cheated (laughs) we would just have to quit our full-time jobs you know so uh (laughs) so it was a apparently daily mail has got some very funny details that made me laugh very hard wait also i want to say one thing about this yeah that Today, looking for news, this story has been so far buried. Buried hard. You can't find it on any publications. No, I... You can find the follow-up, which is they've been uh, broken up amicably, 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 amicably. Champagne. Amicably, (laughs) Emily, for weeks, saying that they've been broken up for weeks and that they're on good terms. That was not what we heard no. on a Monday morning. Also, there was like, who was it? It's what's her name? Like Tasha or like, oh, you guys know her. She's like a YouTuber. But anyway, somebody had already like on Sunday or Monday night been like, saw Tristan at a party. Where's Chloe and the baby? Mm-hmm. Like somebody, there was like already a tweet kind of like outing him. And then, so <laughs> I'm going to read this nasty little Daily Mail article. Everyone who's a longtime listener knows my true hate hate relationship with the daily mail that i'll never quit daily sources exclusively told the dailymail.com that thompson 30 headed straight for the bar love it that's rude. fair rude that's, a rude uh, whatever human I, does at every party i don't think british people should be judging on that oh especially the ones that work at this company after <laughs> arriving at the party just after midnight and did a round of <laughs> ultra luxurious de leon tequila shots well, swigging Moe, <laughs> this is so funny, sorry, swigging Moe champagne before repeatedly grabbing the bottom of uh, a female guest. Uh, I love when they choose to be demure, by the way. The bottom. <laughs> the bottom. Two hours later, he was seen making his way to a bedroom in the Bel Air mansion where the party was held, accompanied by three women and a male friend. Thompson emerged from the room 30 minutes later with they were his probably just telling each other secrets though right absolutely they were playing truth or dare yeah uh, <laughs> Thompson emerged from the room 30 minutes later with his dark red shirt crumpled and looking quote a mess uh, and return to the bar <laughs> one of the this is where it gets very good and I won't go through everything one of the women is an aspiring singer who hails from Florida <laughs> She posted a photo from the party of the night showing herself clutching one of the free joints being handed out to guests. Oh, boy. The second was a California girl. (laughs) It was Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It was Katy Perry. It It works in the beauty industry. Ready? The third wore a pink dress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I think being pink dress... That's bad. You don't want to be. I die for Daily Mail. I'll die for them. Other that guests... reminds me of you being girl with a bad back. Girl, I just told that story this weekend. Yeah, if you don't know that, uh, us uh, we had a a, a, a male stripper. a male stripper at a friend's bachelorette, and he really liked. We asked him who he who his favorite was, and he said, "Girl with well, the bad." Well, I had leaned in because he had dropped our friend Yamara, who is the bride. Uh, 
early on in his strip show. And so when he came to me for to dance in front of everybody, I leaned in and said, please be careful. I have a very bad back. I, I cannot be toyed with. <laughs> and then later I find out he referred to me over text uh, as girl with the bad yeah, back. Yeah, he had a crush on the girl with a bad back. And our friends Betsy and Mono at my... I, the reason I told the story is because at my wedding... The next day, we had like a, a barbecue at my parents' house. They gave me my wedding gift, Betsy Amano, and it was like a, a Carrie-style nameplate, except it was Im- un- illegible. You couldn't tell what it said because it was so many words, and it said, girl with bad back as a nameplate. <laughs> and they gave it to me like at my wedding, like a reference to like a strip night where I like didn't want to get dropped. Anyways, so yes, other guests at the Lavish Bash, which, in- which was thrown to celebrate security guard necessity sell chubbs beezers <laughs> this is all like just insanity what we're Included reading drake p diddy ray strummer i can never say it singer sway lee and r&b star chris brown blah 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 so whatever so that's what started this whole mess at least yes that's that's the because night that blew it open if apparently. you recall at the reunion chloe is fully wearing an engagement ring the size of a kumquat the the, the i i was livid Andy did not ask about the ring. I'm sure he did and it got cut. Yes, yes, yes. So so that's the backstory that after that, we're like, oh shit, they broke up. And again, like I said, the narrative, it quickly changed throughout mm-hmm. the week too. They've been broken up, broken up for weeks, which mm-hmm. could be also true that they were broken up and that he just was, you know, having his little like pity party dick well, pulling contest. And we know that the, the reunion was filmed quite a while ago yes you know um but yeah i mean i I don't know what there is to say about this other than like well 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 actually it bleeds right into today so so the day we're recording is one chloe kardashian happy birthday birthday. what is this 37 37 yeah 37 our little sister chloe kardashian um also i loved everyone's posts by the way a lot of very fun like uh, Courtney had a lot of very fun unearthed yes. old videos like behind the scenes shit like it's on their birthday sometimes yeah. because they're so aggressive about birthday posts which I love because I also feel that way like <laughs> I think you see the actual heart of, the, sh- of yes. the, the the family sometimes and you see their like moments that they hide from us mm-hmm. you know where you're like oh that is like close like oh that to see at like I was thinking when I was watching Courtney's videos because they're always so physical with Courtney and Chloe. And it's like, this is this dynamic sense. Like it's the same reason they're waxing each other in Miami 10 years ago, you know? But so Tristan wished her a happy birthday, which I was curious about. And I went looking for, he wrote happy birthday at Chloe Kardashian. Thank you for being not just an amazing partner, mommy and best friend, but also being the kindest caring and most loving human being I've ever met your love and spirit is contagious to all who've met you thank you for always being there for me and putting our family first I love you so much have an amazing day two hearts and he posts some very sweet pictures one of him kissing her on the side of the head another of them like with uh, another true and then them lounging around in cornrows, <laughs> smoking a hookah. Which I'm sure she loved. <laughs> oh, look how cute True is. But it is sort of like a weird thing to post. Like if you've 
broken up and have been seen at a party like hooking up with other women to be like here's some pictures of us looking so sweet and he did say that i i hope have an amazing day so have an amazing day marcy this is what i was hung up on was have an amazing day because it's i'm not spending it with you is the inference yeah absolutely we might as well say wherever you are hope you're surrounded by people you love exactly wish i were there and that you still cared about me the same way you did four weeks ago also putting our family first i thought was an interesting phrase (sighs) it's like he's always look tristan i think is a really great manipulator because he he doesn't give up no He, he will not let this woman go no much like lamar in a certain sense yes absolutely i think she has a real pattern of like men who absolutely denigrate her into the dirt. Yeah. And then also like praise her publicly and will never let her go. Yeah. And it is so psychologically damaging, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to it later, but I feel like Chloe, I, I know that I knew it, but this year fully realizing how terribly she's treated by so many people. I like we must be kind to this woman because I really I I think she's mentally strong but like what if she weren't I'm I can't, I'm so glad you said that because especially even rewatching and noting the episode which we'll get to uh, my big takeaway was Chloe's well-being yes <laughs> I was like oh we must protect her we must be kinder to her we at must least be kinder to this woman we have assumed she is we are lumping together this family in terms of like their uh, their hard shelledness and uh i just don't know that at Especially, a certain point because she's the best one out of all of them i think she is the best one she's, she's like the real she's the most uh, let's say this she is the most of a human being yes yeah, she's the most like nurturing and kind to everyone yeah. else yeah so well, chloe here's the thing happy birthday and what an honor that our last episode is Chloe's birthday and That's we love true. her so much. And, and I hope for both of our for both of our futures, it's only bigger, better and brighter and um, <sighs> with a lot less Tristan. I know. I want her to break free of this. Yes. So oh. anyway, that's that's. That's Chloe. That's Tristan. Did you see this? I think I sent you a TikTok about this because this has been a story that is basically no one is talking about it I'm anywhere. I'm obsessed. I didn't know this okay. and I'm obsessed so, with it. So uh, you may have noticed, especially in the last year, that Kim Kardashian has clung to Lala Anthony. Longtime friend. Long time. But they have been, their closeness has been very like dramatically yes closer she is like the the like yin to the yang yes. right so lala's always around a so lala is divorcing her longtime husband this Car- has been a mess for a while this yes. carmelo and lala's carmelo anthony the basketball player nba star carmelo anthony they have a 14 year old son yes and Kyan, he has i think cheated before so she like maybe a year or two ago like walked and separated yes at because of cheating they got back together but i didn't know where it had landed yes so apparently you guys our friend the friend that we all should have oh i was literally like you must promise to do this for me should we ever have the resources to do it literally earlier today (laughs) i was my mom was like what's the gossip with the kardashians and i told her about this and i was like mom kim is you're such a Kim Kardashian because my mom 
has done what Kim has done. No. Kim hired a private eye to find out the name of the woman that Carmelo Anthony was cheating with because this woman was flown to London to have her twin babies. She, he's the baby daddy of twins. Of twins. They were born premature in London. I think there's been some speculation that he like made her go to London. I don't know. If it, the woman has also said, the woman who claims it so that uh, Lala wouldn't find out. Oh. Um, but uh, the woman who's claiming the twins are Carmelo said that he hasn't seen the babies or anything. So Kim hired a PI. My mom has hired a PI. No. In the past. Okay. We should all be women, by the way, who aspire to hire PIs for any situation, but especially for our female friends. Oh, my God. What did your mom hire a PI for? It's uh, private. Private. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's a private It's a private investigation I can tell you about later. Um, but ha- will not hesitate for a moment to be like, let's look, you're suspicious. Let's fucking get to the I, bottom I of this. I don't think I've like, lived in a world where I like have thought of that as an option. Yeah. And it truly blew my fucking mind the idea of like if you have the resources that you're like you're wondering i'll fucking pay let's find out i mean luckily nowadays almost anyone could be a pi like you well the internet right like makes it i hate now to, we, yeah to brag myself but i'm a bit of a private eye myself i'm not surprised i uh you know every now and then like i was the one being like look sammy britney's boyfriend sammy is not liking her post guys she's not those are not that was a really strong observation trish and i both get i thought i thought gave you a shout out for that because i thought we basically as a side note this is these are the kinds of things quick plug that we will get into on elves for losers we were talking a lot about britney obviously this week and Marcy made the strong and whether she runs or doesn't run well, her because, own Instagram account. Cause I think some, like so many people have been reposting what yeah. she posted and then you and Trish were like, had like sent us something and I was like, this isn't her. Yes. Like, and I was like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's an easily mimicable voice. They would never give her that much freedom, but the real, uh, evidence exhibit a was what we didn't know, which Marcy clocked, which is that he doesn't, not like her post that he doesn't like any of them but he hasn't been liking them for the past few weeks which is important yes because i think he has played along so that he could continue to be in britney's life anyway this we're not talking about britney spears yet but boy do i have so many thoughts well the good news is i don't think it's going away anytime soon i think we're really just gearing up so yeah. it's, it's going to be a major part of ellis for losers because i think we're just starting Absolutely. So apparently Kim was able to find some information about this baby mama and let Lala know. Uh, and it says source sources told the outlet Kim called Lala crying when she mm. delivered the news about the affair and the twins. So Carmelo has not publicly commented on the alleged children. Um, but it should be noted this past week, Lala finally filed for a divorce. Yes. So clearly, so yeah, while he has not publicly commented, uh, Lala obviously made a decision based on it. They, it's, I mean, ultimately, it's a really heartbreaking story. They've been married for 11 years. They've been together for 16. This is like yeah. one of these long time couples. Like yeah. Lala and Carmelo are like, I remember that from like just so long ago. But, um, you know, I'm happy for her. And like, what a ooh, what a friend move on Kim. I also, did you see today? Um, today was also or yesterday was Lala's birthday. Yes, it was. I think two days ago. Yeah. Did you see what she got her? What? Like the world's biggest Birkin. <gasps> it's great. It's a video of like Lala opening it and being like, oh, 
it's a Birkin kind of birthday, Kim. <laughs> She's like, Kimberly, Noel, Kardashian. <gasps> oh. And it's just her voice opening it, being like, Kimberly, Noel. Oh, it's a oh, it's a it's a Birkin kind of birthday. And it's like you know, the idea of a woman that Kim is going through what she's going through and she's lifting up Lala. I love this for them. And I Me tell too. you, I have a very strong feeling that we are going to be covering some Lala and Kim antics coming up on Ellis for Losers. Um, it's exactly that of like two women <sighs> setting themselves up for the like summer slash fall of their lives. I yes. cannot wait. I'm I'm so on board. And speaking of which, we have heard that Kim is a little worried about dating again now that she and Kanye are divorcing. Well, and he fucking moved uh, on, he, apparently. A move it did. So apparently they've been dating for months. That's what it sounds like. They've been dating for months. I mean, and that's the, when we were doing the like the whole thing with the DMX funeral and fundraiser mm -hmm. and those shirts. And it's like, if you look at the weird little like breadcrumbs, it's clearly been a thing since like, what do you think? February? Yeah. January? I would say February, March. Yeah. I feel like Kim and Kanye called it quits over the holidays. Yes. And I think and he, that Kim filed for divorce in February and he was immediately with this woman. Yeah. And maybe he was like waiting to on some level. Well, you know? especially if they knew that things weren't, but yeah, this is like, so he's moved on uh and she you know she's a little more cautious about it you know the source says that she knows it's hard to build trust with someone so she thinks it's going to take a long time before letting someone into her private life and it was very easy with kanye because they were friends before so they had years worth of trust which apparently is why kanye and this woman irena um or have also known each other since 2010 I will say he does not seem to. I mean, he definitely seems to. He's not on Raya. No, he's, he's definitely not, not Ben Affleck. He's definitely did. <laughs> Do you know? By the way, I was in the car today driving. I don't know. I'm excited about this. I thought about Ben and J Lo getting married, and I was like, they almost got married, and then they called off their wedding because he because he went to a strip club and made out with a stripper. He didn't even have sex with a stripper. But I. They called off their wedding famously. I'll never forget it. It was supposed to be at the Vicara in Santa Barbara. It was weeks around my college. It was within like a week of so my college would graduation. Have been there. It would have been, it was a huge deal. It got called off. I was driving today. I thought about it and I was like, and then I thought, what if they get married? And I started crying. Are you about to start your period? I hate yeah, to be like probably. this. Okay. <laughs> I hate to be this way, Jess. I Are was, you about to menstruate? I was just like, what if they. <laughs> What if after all this time they have a wedding and we get to see photos of it? And what if it, and I like got so overwhelmed by the idea of like Ben and JLo getting yes. married as if it matters at all. Well, what's what's lovely about them as a couple is I don't think either of them deserve better. <laughs> Because I don't think either one of like I think well Ben I couldn't agree more. I think J Lo would be amazing for Ben, no matter like I think yeah. he might actually need someone who's not the kindest person in the I world. I agree because he clearly really walks all over women who are sweet. So and thinks he wants a certain kind of woman, but ultimately doesn't. Yes, I think he would do better with a J Lo who's like more assertive and in charge and kind of like not here for bullshit. And and for her, I don't know that she ever really connects on a spiritual level with people. I don't know why. I have a very closed off feeling. Like, I think she, she feels she, close to me. I think she is work. Yeah. And I think she is 
work is identity, work is life, work is meaning, work is work is work. And I think that's the only reason you're J-Lo. Yes. So, so I, having a sturdy person. And I think he wants an icon to to bow down to like i think he really does and that's why he did it so well the first time yeah you know he just wants to tap that ass like in the video he just <sighs> wants to pat that little butt like and it's in the better video. than it ever was oh. also both their bodies are better than they ever were except he has that horrible tattoo but that's okay look uh, anyways all this to say long-term love affairs obviously make a lot or, or at least interest yes. make a lot of sense to me among celebrities because they Look, are so we distrustful. were just talking about people going back to exes <gasps> earlier oh so my god about it's like so easy the older you get the more rationale you have for why you dip back in the same pool or revisit an old love honestly guys i'm just gonna tell you it's lazy, <laughs> it's <just> lazy. <laughs> it's, me myself i'm waiting for my She's talking about my talking to my mom, and she was like, "Well, whenever if you ever decided to, I'm sure you could get married or whatever." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just waiting waiting for the right divorces to happen first. <laughs> and she's like, "Marcy," I was like, "What? People can be happy after a divorce. They deserve People happiness. Are, tend to be happier." Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to be a I second think, or third wife to someone. I think you are a genius. To be honest, yeah. I, think. I mean, could be Tim. <laughs> If you were Trish, you would never speak to me again. <laughs> I'm like, get ready to deal with a lot of Hawaiian shirts. I would never. I don't want a funny guy. <laughs> no, I think it's like fascinating this idea of like, we know once you're in a certain like echelon of like celebrity and fame and wealth that like the circles just get small. And it, it, in its own, like, not boohoo way, it's challenging to date. But it's, like, date. very much, like, royalty kind of, or, like, yes. like the upbeat. Well, it's just, like, elite society well, is what why, it is. Well, it's why you see, like, a Janet Jackson or whatever, or, like, how Rihanna dated that billionaire. And, like, you know, it's a lot of, like, very famous women who date, like, magnates and billionaires and, like, hoteliers and stuff because it's, like... You know, or, or it, that goes back to like Jackie Onassis and Aristotle Onassis. You know, like at a certain point, you kind of just Prince, like start Princess Gay Grace, Princess Grace, and the yes, you start Prince moving of Monaco. into just like wealth circles, basically. So it's like I understand it's like becomes even though Kim certainly tried to say that something different in the reunion, but like it, it becomes fairly impossible to date like outside of your actual reality because the reality is so rarefied and odd. But every now and then you get a Julia Roberts and a cameraman. Love them. Or you get a Robert Downey Jr. and a publicist. And it's or and, or a Mark Wahlberg and his cocktail waitress wife. Yes. Like, and like there's there it's it's not impossible, but I think it just requires a lot of ego shuffling. You I know? honestly see Kim with a 30 year old you in do? like five years. That's so funny because I was thinking I saw her with I was trying to ask myself, could I see her with like a you know, Andre Balaz, like who uh, Uma Thurman, I think, was with for a long mm -hmm. time. Or like one of these or, or you know, um, Renault, what's his name? Or um, Salma Hayek's billionaire husband. Uh -huh. Like, could I see her with like I one of these like one of these like, oh, he owns he owns fucking he, 10 luxury brands. I think when someone is worth 12 million dollars and they meet a billionaire, it's like very intoxicating. Right, like, but when you're a billionaire and you meet a billionaire, you're like, what am I going to do with you? Well, you're not going to you were going to have a prenup. You're not giving me shit. I don't need right, shit. She's not like an aging actress, right? Like she is a she is she is 
the billionaire. Exactly. So she. So does you're it. right. It, oh, also, and also Chris has already how, shown her how to do it. Think of how annoying it would be to be in a relationship where you're like, so wait, you're telling me I got a fucking billion dollars and you still won't do what I want you to do? Also, I think you're right in the sense that we've learned, like she said it on the show that she like she doesn't want to fly all around the world. She wants smaller, intimate moments. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're going to get that with like a hyper successful fucking psycho businessman billionaire. Also, I guarantee you before the end of 2021, she will be, she will be seen with Drake. Oh my God. I'll die. And it, and it will, Kanye will die. Even though in this article, it says she did not think that Kanye would move on with someone else before her. I did not either. And they, <laughs> so you know how competitive she is that you know whether it's like true to her heart or not that she will come back with whoever her first like being photographed with is is going to be devastating someone like a drake yeah yeah. exactly who already said that he had sex with kim it will be somebody or maybe you know i think because there are kids involved it might not be but you know drake has called her right Yes, but I mean that it'll be somebody at least that everyone... What if she starts dating Taylor Swift? (laughs) Honestly, it's a fluid time. What if she starts dating Tom Hiddleston, Taylor's (gasps) ex? Our old friend. We could then, I think, somehow weasel into every aspect of their life. remember us. I was telling that story recently about (laughs) you. I was like wearing my backpack with my (gasps) podcast gear in it as he came into Trisha and Eugene's house. And I was like... And just this memory of being like, hello. And he was like in a tuxedo. It's very funny because I will say that I thought not a thing of him before and was like, that man is strange looking. And then I met him in person. I was like, gushy, gushy. What? You're <laughs> handsome. Well, I was telling that story because what I was saying to somebody was like, it's not like I meet a lot of big celebrities regularly, but the, the most important part when you meet a celebrity is they make you think they're in love with you yes and that you are beautiful and interesting and so the funniest part to me when i replay that that night is why i is always think i, I could hook up with a hot famous I, person <laughs> is that i have this memory of shaking his hand and us talking and being like okay tom hiddleston <laughs> <laughs> it's very okay t- be a little more in love with me tom hiddleston let me tell you like not to like name drop but um <laughs> that guy um Oh, Matthew Gray Goobler yes. from Criminal Minds. Yes. He, uh, we have mutual friends, uh, a few mutual friends, actually. And I met him at a party once and he kept being like, come dance with me. And I was like, get, I was so appalled. I was so appalled by how, like, by how charming he was that I was like, ew, stay away forever. I was like, all my red flags went up because, because you he was have- like, hey, nice to meet you. Well, come because dance. you and know like, oh. the way that that, like, you have enough experience, but it's that thing where it's like, it's my favorite blind spot moment of, like, us standing there talking to Hiddleston and me being like, is Tom Hiddleston in love with me? That's because, you know, I'm good friends with Aubrey Plaza and one of Aubrey's, like, uh, superpowers is she kind of makes everyone think that she might want to fuck them. It's and exactly it's, that, it, And though. it's not a manipulation because I think she also kind of might I want think to fuck everybody. That. I think it is. It is that. Like she doesn't dance. care what people. She just is like very intrigued by everyone. And I think that's what it is. It's like not fake or phony, but it's walking into a room and having someone make you feel good. Shooting like pheromones at you. And Kim did it to me. Remember? Yes. I was just also talking about it. Oh. Like the the. 
that that is you know, I, we were talking about it together because we went to dinner on thursday that's right i was like where were we just, but we were telling it to other people yes 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 we were just, just you and oh, me. it was for our own benefit yes absolutely we forced people to hear Honestly, many of our stories we were ju- i actually said in the moment that we are podcasting at them <laughs> but it was one of those things of just like I had to remind myself that that is why that is the that is a weird skill and part of a celebrity is mm-hmm. they make everybody feel really chemically jumbled oh and you're like chemically jungle jumbled and turned on and confused and feel really good looking but like really ugly because you're looking at them and that like that is what famous people do when you're in their presence and why you are obsessed with them. It's not every, I, I won't, I would never not say everybody. that it's every, but it is a lot of them where you're it's, like, wow, you really hit the room hard. It's just that you like have, it's not just like, Oh, they're good at singing. They're good at acting. It's that they create a chemical energy in a space. It's charisma. In, in interaction. It's that thing called charisma. It's the it factor. It really is. Wait, Okay. So you must walk me through this last story <laughs> this was just for fun and it may not be worth even talking about but no, there the was photos themselves made me i like i skimmed it really quickly on my way over but it made me laugh so hard the photos are so funny there is an in style article that says all the moments that made us say quote chris jenner works harder ranked by connivingness <laughs> <laughs> now they kind of touched on this at the reunion about it uh the the reunion part one how you know the devil works hard but christian or works yes, harder that i was i was lore. actually surprised they brought this up oh i loved it and i think they brought it up be- and i think it was kept in because it is a thing she's proud of so okay they believe okay so this is like n- a number 12 the photo that Chloe wanted to disappear. So this was the one of the Twitter accounts yes. that were posting her in her bikini that she was so upset with. And this article says many were quick to point out that the platform seemed to take longer to address death threats than it had one bikini through photo <laughs> and that kind of swift decisive action must trace back to chris right <laughs> then we have uh, coming in at 11 rob sock collection <laughs> whoa i don't think anyone i don't think any brand I, I think we might singularly be plugging arthur george more than any any other platform <laughs> yes arthur george has gotten so many shout outs on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> number 10 courtney and addison ray's friendship <laughs> uh, and they're like whether it was fate or that kim or chris was like you know it'd be smart number nine this is so funny kravis and their ungodly amount of pda true saying that more eyes on the relationship means more potential customers for inevitable the kravis poosh collaboration absolutely i do not think that courtney is taking any direction from chris jenner i don't think so either but you know it's in her bones yes number eight is all 13 spinoffs and too many brands to count fair of course number seven caitlin jenner's excommunication excommunication is the best word although i will say someone was sending me like uh like some you know caitlin's running for governor and something that she had said and i was like nobody likes her oh absolutely the she worst goes, move she's ever made and she murdered someone 
she's a murderer and yeah we let the kennedys be kennedys and they murdered and and laura bush well, got their murder at the very least they're democrats <laughs> <laughs> laura bush murdered someone matthew broderick murdered someone uh, uh rebecca gayhart uh, uh brandy brandy yeah a lot of people uh, murder maybe strong word but killed technically killed per- caused killed. death caused the death of um god so okay i don't know that i think that caitlin jenner is her own worst enemy i think she's a nightmare but we'll talk about it okay. when we get to number it. six the kimye divorce news rollout which i think that could be true also in this moment at least masterfully handled Yes, I like mean, just the way that the information masterfully it's been coming for like three years. But people look say we sit, that there is there has been nothing ugly on either side. Nope, that it is sympathetic to Especially both sides. Considering how ugly it was with all the tweets from that he yes, is handling, however he is, that she has been able to like push the narrative, however she has. It has been wildly successful as far as like uh, a really tough huge huge divorce rollout there's just a tiny bit of champagne left just i hope you guys are liking the sound of us drinking look champagne. look is this it's it's, it's really the, the funniest okay. the funniest small amount that's Sorry. perfect i we have more if you want we to have me. more um so yes uh especially considering that he called her a white supremacist and then was filmed on the show with her i know so I that's, know. that's 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 amazing okay <sighs> number five the first tristan chomps Thompson, the Thompson, Tristan Thompson cheating scandal leaked a week before Chloe gave birth. I hope that's not true that she leaked it. You Number four, know. Kim's career. No shit. We know Duh. no matter Kim what Kim said as much. Yes, that and maybe her mom didn't tell her to make a sex tape, but her mom figured out how to Definitely make money. Definitely figured it out. For sure. Number three, Kylie Jenner's secret pregnancy. She masterful. She did a great job. Really masterful in retrospect. Yes. Considering Number, that like that was the most famous like And that she was filming a whole show. Yes. That ugh, just we don't give that enough credit. We forgot all about it because Kylie is like out of the limelight so much. Uh, she's kind of boring. Number two, the Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson cheating scandal and the Kylie Jenner fallout. Now, I don't really know what she did, but they do say she left the scene of the crime spotless. <laughs> uh, and then number one, the entire concept of a reality show that exploits her children's drama. I love their definition. A hundred out of ten. We're talking evil genius levels of scheming in Chris we trust. I mean, the, I will say that she's made the most of it, but do not forget Octomom. <laughs> <laughs> Octomom, I think. Octomom, what is it? Octomom walked so Chris Jenner could run. Yes, absolutely. Because only because she also Octomom couldn't have run. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Jenner. Okay, that's um, it for news. That's it for news. Uh, how about a quick little break? Yes, let's take a break, okay. and then we'll get into our recap. We're back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We had a good little break. We. Uh, just scared my cats. I terrified her cats, which is no surprise. <laughs> um, They're just, nev- they've never met other people. I'm shocked at how scared Buster is because normally he's a little more social. You know, I'm loud. And it's also probably, yeah, it's just new having people in spaces. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to be around any pets, though. I'm like missing it and loving it. It's very, very exciting. Um, this is crazy. This is our last like official recap yeah 
of this family at least of this family don't worry we'll find some other bitches to recap you can really <laughs> you can really hear the four glasses of sh- we've drank a bottle of champagne yeah now we opened a second i'm no longer driving just home nope this is the way this has gone we're not gonna finish the second glass because i think that our second bottle because i don't think it's for the best but mm. oh and i would like to make a shout out <gasps> oh yes. so so i got a lovely message from a woman janine who i know who works at cruise winery in Petaluma. And uh, sent me, I felt like a real influencer. Mm. And she very kindly sent me a bunch of their wines and sparklings. Ooh. And they are so good. And this is I like love a completely it. unpaid plug. Uh, but she was like, hey, you have really fun comedy friends. And if they would like this wine, please tell people. Um, and it's delicious. So I brought over a sparkling rosé. What's it called? It's called Cruise Winery. This is the Cruise Tradition Rosé Sparkling Wine. It's from Petaluma. And check them out. Um, go Google them. And their wines are delicious. <laughs> Mama. Mama, <laughs> let Jesse touch you. But yeah, we're having champagne and we're letting a little loose. Because it's our last episode. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, I hope no one is too sad because... I don't want anyone to feel like we're like letting them down. We'll, we're going to no, be around. In some I think way. That, but listen, it's the same reason the finale of the show that we're about to recap. Well, this was a weird little episode, but to me, it's like, it, it is just, it, it's a transitional yes. moment. It's not, it has nothing to do with an actual goodbye. This is yes. not like speaking of like when, you know, the friends reunion and when friends went off the air, like that's it. That's the fucking yes. end of the line for that thing you love. That's not where we're at, yes. both like for this podcast and both for the show and keeping up with and all of it. It's like the we're, it's just moving into weird new mediums. And if there's ever been a time for it, it's now. So the time is nigh. Also, it'll be really fun to listen to us make a little money. <laughs> Maybe we'll sound Especially, richer. Guys, I cannot express it enough. I haven't had a paycheck since October. Maybe we'll sound richer and more relaxed. Uh, so oh, so God, this is the God final willing. curtain Yes, the Part final two. This is technically, by the way, in terms of how it's categorized online, this is a considered keeping up with the Kardashians, colon, the final curtain, part two. Okay. So these are these were both considered in terms of like uh, categorization, the last two episodes of the season. Now, for as much, you know, Courtney investigation as happened last week, this week is all about Chloe. Mm-hmm. Like Chloe fully, it's like her episode. No, and that's why, like to what we were saying before, like I was like, we must take care of her at all costs because she. We need to go easy on her. She, she carries the the the. It is makes perfect sense in a way that the sec the the very last episode that we ever spend the last half or hour of television we ever spend with them is Chloe brutally laying it on the line yeah. being more honest by the way than any of them were i mean for the most part at least as it relates to plastic surgery no no <laughs> no 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 partially no partially, no, 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 no. partially comparatively no, she truly like fully lied to our faces in a way that was like way Fine, more way more blatant than um but you're right okay, so we start off with chris we're picking up where we left off talking the big about cliffhanger caitlin and you know, Chris says she does forgive Caitlin because not forgiving Caitlin would only hurt herself. But it made me laugh because she said the question was, have you forgiven Caitlin for how she treated you after the divorce? Yeah, I and her answer think. was, I 
think so. I think so. Not a hard yes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Let me tell you what. She's not voting for Caitlyn in the uh, recall no. election. I no. don't think this whole family is. I think. In but, fact, could you see her doing a benefit for Gavin Newsom? Like in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a I'm actually kind of upset with Caitlin for making me like have to double down on Kevin. <laughs> I know. And also it's, it is this thing well. that's like, yes, where it is just like, <sighs> Caitlin sucks. Anyways, <laughs> we're not going to waste our breath too much on no, Caitlin, no, no, Caitlin no. In, in our precious moments, but I did, it was a very, um, like many of the answers from both halves of this special, very diplomatic. Yes. The correct answer very um softened and kind now did i say last week that i believe kendall to be slightly buzzed yes because she like you know he's asking kylie about like how kylie feels about caitlin and then kendall's like oh yeah we it was we grieved it had a a loss and i was like yes i mean accurate because i feel like that's someone who like has had a therapist talk about I thought this the was one of, of the most important parts of the whole episode is that like this conversation between Kylie and Kendall. But I, Kendall, I mean, she was drunk in that she like interrupted she, like, and piped went, up. She like on it her was own. her idea. To yeah. Talk. Like it was not uh, answering a question. Like she chimed into a question no one asked or was edited out. Also later when she's like, Andy, I just want to thank you, Andy. <laughs> Andy, you're the man. Look, she, she has asked to me, be showing us how fun 818 is and it's working. Andy asked me the questions I wanted to answer. And I like love and that about him. And questions again. <laughs> but I thought this was, look, it can be very easy to forget <laughs> that in the midst of everything that's gone on with this family that we watched uh, a father transition uh, yes. and that like while his daughters were in their late teens, early 20s and were in the center of their own new mega fame. Absolutely. And this conversation I thought was so I, I took a bunch of notes. It was just like. Like her, she, so Kendall says it was a bit of a loss, and Kylie says, you know, basically to mourn that person was really hard. Yes, and they talk about how they were both basically like in their minds, like daddy's girls. So what it meant for for Caitlyn to want to be rid of that person, essentially in their eyes was so involved so much grief on their ends because we always talk about when parents have to grieve the the you know the loss of their child when a child transitions we talk yeah. about that that's yeah. that's, that's they, the focus of the conversation always is yes. like trans youth is the focus but it's much more rare for a person of caitlin's age to decide to transition publicly and also so i thought this was just like such a beautiful way to talk about like how much you can can you can know that it is leading to someone you love being happier yes but also you know it's such a heightened version of like divorce or something where it's like it causes so as a child it causes you so much grief and like fracturing and like loss that was both happening you know but that you also can understand as you especially are moving through your own new adulthood that it's leading them towards like their own personal happiness but it's like I think I felt a bit of a like of like I don't know that I give those two women credit. Yeah, the whole family. Chris as their mother. Yes, credit for like the amount of like 
confusion and grief and loss and transition that they had to move through. Yes. By losing, can you imagine? It's not obvious loss, but to hear them, I thought it was profound to hear them qualify it as grief and loss and essentially death. You know, like, and that it can also mean that you are finding, there can be death of, a, of an identity in finding happiness. Yes. And that is really hard when you love that identity to have to find your way through. Yeah. I like how they said it too, that like, you know, her spirit is still the same, yeah. but the person is gone. Your dad, your, your dad. I mean, they still call her dad. dad, which I love. And I think is also this piece that we don't give them credit for. They've taught us a lot. Yes. About like how you verbalize the roles it. don't change just because, you know, like Caitlin is not their mother. Chris is their mother. So it's like interesting though. And I'm sure it's not like the, I think the most fascinating part of this and watching them is that that is not the case for which all should be then, you know, proceeded forward in that way. Like that is unique. It will always be unique. And like that, like, Maybe someone else would handle it all different and want different words to describe them. and Right, like that they're not, they couldn't make it the template because their lives are too rarefied anyways. But even if but they weren't, they, that like, you know, just that like how they've decided that the roles go and like what they call each other. and like, It's just so funny because it is like, I think you and I, it's like I live in a world where we're so, as we already stated, forward facing. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, Caitlin. Ugh. And it's like, because it's an annoying woman. Um but it is this amazing moment when you pause and I do like reflect and think about like what these young women and of wife at the time, like and the sisters, like what they all navigated publicly. Yeah. And how much like grace and compassion uh, they afforded and, and were able to find and support is like pretty profound. Also, the proof is in the pudding with Caitlin. Like that's a happy person. Yeah. Like it's why she can be so annoying. <laughs> Yes, we hate a happy woman. <laughs> but, you know, like to watch her on the show before and to see that kind of grump, grump, grumpus and then to see her now being like, we're doing a cooking show. Like oh, she's happy as a clam. Look at mama's face right now. She's like, she's like, please stop, ma'am. I know you don't ever get to meet your cats, but if you could stop petting me, I won't. Yeah, just keep Sorry. petting her. No, she likes it. She just wants it a certain way. I just don't know how to be around pets anymore. <laughs> so then we get to a really fun section, which well, is... No, no, no. Wait. Or go did, ahead. We talk about when Chris said that, you know, how do you move through it? She oh, says you cry iconic. in the shower, you have a martini, and then you start again the next day. And then she said something really... I think profound, which was I was naive yes. and uneducated about it. So I've learned a lot. I think this is a, I think a, those two sentences are iconic. Crying in the shower and having a martini moving on might be like a tattoo I would put on my body. I could see that as a, either that or an embroidered like, thing. I think that is like a cry in the shower and have a martini and start over the next day is like a truly iconic sentence. Yes. Only that, that would only impact me from the mouth of Chris Jenner. <laughs> but that I thought that was important too for her to acknowledge her own to say I was naive I didn't uh, that's where we all need to be and like we had to do it even on this podcast of like how many times we tripped up like properly getting pronouns right and like uh, I'm sure if we even listened to our early conversations about the transition, it would be weird. You know, like it's it's been a real time it's learning experience. Funny too, because Caitlin's not the first trans person I know. No, but it 
I think she might <laughs> still go down as like the most public yes. still transition. I just mean for like me and like the ability to like maneuver it. Like but I it, definitely but, like, but I think Caitlin served as this like and you still see like she was so famous in her previous yes. in her previous name and, and gender that that hurdle is so unique. Yes. You know, especially with Faria, how do you talk about someone's past? Like while you're having to talk about it, like, by the way, I think you and I like not, not to make this entire episode, like a revisionist thing, but it's like, I remember being very anxious when she was newly transitioned. And when we would recap vintage episodes and that I would miss gender her and, and, and us talking about it and being like, and I'm being very scared after we'd record that I had possibly slipped back and forth. And for everyone who listens, it was the best lesson. I've told people this before. It was such a perfect lesson in like, just practice and do it. Yeah. Just because it. I remember my brain would get kind of convoluted and, and like tripped up and feel really, especially during our vintage recap. Yes, exactly. When we'd be vintage recapping. And, and then, I remember someone asking us, can you please just call her Bruce? And yes, we were like, no. <laughs> and we, I, I, it's not a back pat. It's, it's more just that I get to tell people and I've said this in conversation to people that like the actual thing is you just do it and you clumsily fumble yeah. through it and I happen to we happen to have this r- reason to do it and it actually showed me how simple it is yes to do to just do it and fumble through and catch yourself when you do it I and, mean and catch yourself and catch yourself and it is such a cool example I felt like by a weird byproduct of having to recap old episodes to be like yeah you just learn how to do it I remember having a friend who just changed her name like fully changed her name and I was like, yeah, but I know you as a different name. And it was very hard. Oh. And I constantly would be like, yeah, but your real name is this. And she was like, she just had to stop doing that. And I was but like, oh, just, I get it. You just do it yeah. is the point. And I think that that's, that was the takeaway for me is that we got this great exercise by default of this like podcast of learning. Like for anyone who feels like it's cumbersome or annoying, it's like, guess what? you do it and then you learn and it becomes so rote. And I remember like reaching a point for both of us where it was just like we, we could easily breeze through and I wouldn't feel my brain like moving through the nervousness of the pronouns. Yeah. Also, so it's not about me as a white lady. Um, I don't know where is our podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I did also find it very interesting that she talks to Sophia all the time. Oh, Sophia asks for advice all the time. <laughs> Love it. Then we get into one of the most iconic sections. Courtney's work which ethic. Which is Courtney. I put it in caps. Courtney's worth work ethic. And we get, Andy asks, point blank, what is your passion? So I wrote it down verbatim. Would you like to hear the response? Oh, yes. I think my passion, it's not like selling product, but I think the lifestyle that I live is something I am passionate about. And I feel like sharing that with people, and I'm so grateful that I get to work with my friends and have opportunities to work with my sisters on it. I tell you what, you know what my takeaway was? What? Everyone is biting their cheeks so hard yeah, I, so that they don't smirk. They're just like gnawing the inside Kim's of their mouth. Kim's eyes, I mean, it became a Twitter or um, a TikTok thing. Kim's face in this response, because she was right next to her, is 
iconic. Oh my god! It is the most to. It is the most bite your cheeks response. A testament that Botox can only freeze your face so much. <laughs> uh, and then, like, not only that, but then Courtney was like, "Well, it was like a competition <gasps> between us." And I Kim was this. like, "No, I don't think it was." She's like, "No, no, no. I don't mean like between the brands. I mean like as sisters." And Kim and Chloe were both like, "No." That's actually not what was happening. It was never a competition. And I think that is where, like, like why... I, maybe that's why the attitude from Courtney and maybe I think Kim has had given them enough digs yeah. about it, but I don't think she really see, I think she uses it as an insult, yeah. but doesn't really think it's a competition. Cause I don't think she looks on other people's paper. No. Like, I think she's very self-focused, but yes. I do believe her when she says like, we weren't in competition with you. Like, no. And I think that her point was not, I imagine for her and Chloe that they were like, we weren't competing with you. We wanted you to hold up your end of the bargain. Yes. We wanted you to not put an unfair onus on us. Because I'll tell you what, I think it's all well and good that Courtney doesn't want to sell products, that she wants to take care of her children. But she's not trying to live Rob Kardashian's life. Exactly. She's trying to live kim and chloe's life financially without putting in the work if you want to be an arthur george you go live in one of chris's house she doesn't want anymore yeah you, you don't buy a 12 million dollar palm Springs second well home. and you're not out nine nights a week with your celebrity boyfriend well you like, can be but you just don't make the same money like that it's all in the dollars of it it's like well, you can have the lower the the less intensive workload and still get all of the money that we're getting well and i do think that that's like so you can imagine, especially as it relates to like, the, I know we've said this before, but like filming reality TV is grueling long work. Like yes. it really is grueling long work. It doesn't mean that they're heroes, but like it's long days. It's mic packs like stuck to you. It's it is repeating scenes. It is it is long shooting days. And it's like you I feel like as this show closes, I can so understand finally like from Kim and Chloe's perspective, this absolute resentment of like the longest days of shooting about their real lives and watching their older sister just breeze in and out however yeah. she pleases. Like that they just, it's its just not for them anymore. Yeah. Also just want to say really quick, if you look over your shoulder, you will see a honey sighting. <gasps> oh my God. Look how sweet little face. She's terrified. She, she that's looks, just that's her resting face. That's her resting. Her resting face, face is terror. She her eyes are fully. She's a little annoyed. lemur. Hi, honey. There's nothing she would. There's nothing you could do in the world that would make her come to you. <laughs> she looks to me absolutely petrified. She's a scaredy cat. She's scared of people. She's my feral bunny. My little feral bunny her. girl. Hi, pretty girl. Yeah. Now you can hear us talk to cats for sorry, a while. Sorry, guys. guys. Sorry, guys. No, okay. I, I so, did it. I wanted you to see the cat. So, so, so they. So yes. Yeah, so they. That we also learned that uh, Courtney just keeps her kids home if they're quote having a hard day. That's which is very funny because very interesting. I feel like maybe you shouldn't say that on television because there are truancy laws. And I was just like, what is what is a hard day? what's happening? Because Chloe's like she's more lenient. She's like, yeah, I mean, like if my kids are having a bad day, like we just stay in bed all day. And I'm like, see, this is why I can't get on board with you. 
because you're thinking that you get to live the same life you have and lay in bed all day and that your children also do not have to go to school. Like you're just not abiding by the rules of society because your family has afforded you this life. I feel like the reality is like everyone who knows Courtney is just like privately like in little huddles Uh always being like, what the fuck is Courtney doing? What did you hear that she got Mason home from school? Like that they're all just in corners in the hallway at the houses just being like, well, like I think that is the relationship to her. And it really relates back to her like defending Penelope slapping. Yeah. Uh, the nanny the nanny and then being like yeah she should have or like rain getting into a like her getting into a fight for rain with kim's nanny it's like oh you think that nothing is as important as your family which is i guess hey a lot of people but like yeah family first but they still have to like abide by the rules of society still. Yeah, and I think it's just also that thing where it's just like they clearly as parents, the rest of them are on very different pages. Yeah. You I know? also thought it was very interesting, though, that, well, not interesting, but when Kim was like, look, I sh- it never mattered what Annie's work ethic is. That's not important. And then whatever, because Annie was like, you said that kylie kendall and yes. courtney didn't pull her weight and she's like oh, i said I that <laughs> and then she mutters i probably wouldn't stand behind half the shit i said a long time ago <laughs> that's a queen move but it was so like oh, throw it away like i wouldn't stand behind half the shit i said <laughs> i loved it and what a perfect move then we get scott wow 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 the lord comes down from the stairs i thought it was fascinating that chloe we found out when chloe slapped him she had to go to anger management loved learning this and then she was like i don't even know why i slapped him and scott was like well i think there was some reasons and then courtney goes he was a sociopath no she said you called him a sociopath you called him a sociopath oh okay i misheard it yeah she's like you called him a sociopath because courtney's like well i don't know why i mean chloe's like i don't know why i would slap him she's like you called him a sociopath and scott was like i kind of deserved it and it seemed like what courtney was doing was being like throwing chloe under the bus yes and scott was like well i don't think you were wrong scott really came into this whole thing with like a very specific mood and energy he was like you know who gets the who gets to go home with a nice family the puppy that's sad the sad the puppy. sad puppy always goes home with a family You're so right and it was like <laughs> his vibe was like no I deserved it. He had a few like funny moments, but I think for the most part, he was like, I'm going to go in tail between my legs and be a mopey droopy dog. If he's working with a PR firm or anything like they are doing it right because Uh, it's like they are painting him. I mean, I don't like it because I don't like sad Scott. Yes, but it works uh, as far as the like unlikable parts of scott he has such ownership of them right now that it's hard to dislike him yes he like yeah he's working with someone good like he all of them could learn from him in this moment so uh and and he's like so people want to know what's with you and all the young girls he's like what young girls it's just they happen to be attracted to me because i'm so young and chris was like oh is that what it is yeah huh (laughs) you tell him scott this should have been pushed so much further i know it got dropped so fast i probably got edited out because i I probably maybe entered the territory of like are you going to jail should you go to prison? I was this. I was so excited we were opening it up. <sighs> I know, but his like, what can I say? The young women like me. Ha ha 
ha ha ha. Didn't care for that. But uh, and then I thought it was very interesting that both Courtney and Scott agree that they would have stayed together if Scott had okay. maintained his sobriety. So so this is where so. Andy asks, do you think you would have had a shot with Courtney if you'd maintained your sobriety? Scott says, yes. Pan over to Courtney. Courtney says, yeah, probably. And then Kylie lets out this like big awkward laugh. <laughs> yes. And she's like, sorry, this is just so deep. And they all laugh. And then it like moves on. And Andy goes, yeah, that's the point. So, so. <laughs> So when so Chloe on the night of the reunion was like live tweeting it and she tweeted Kylie with the awkward laugh right when Court and Scott were getting deep. Hashtag KUWTK reunion. I swear Court was about to cry. Oh, which I was like, oh, my God, like what I would have died to have seen that. So it was clearly like part of what I feel like what, what Kylie laughing was like the mood, the real yes. read in the room must have been insane. Yes. Yeah. It is sad. It is sad to know it's that like so these sad. people didn't they like falling out of love happened later. Yeah. Like when they. Yeah. That's a that's a real tragedy. And it's one that I don't know Scott will ever forgive himself for. I as time goes on. I will say, though, that Scott, she's not that nice. And I think you could find better if you just <laughs> fucking stop dating children, dude. He loves her so he much. He loves her so much that he's intent on destroying the rest of his life. He's, the, he's like so purposely being like, I'll show them all Leo DiCaprio. And it's like, no, you could just like find like, I don't know, a 28 year old woman and then like fucking be happy forever with her. So then Andy asks, have you guys really not slept together in the last five years? Casey Wilson is the one who like wrote, who gave him that question to no, ask. Yes. Really? Yes. She said it on bitch sesh. So, oh, so, she, and then Courtney says, we've not, we have not. And then Scott's like, yeah, we haven't. How annoying. Everyone's <laughs> face said opposite. I, couldn't agree even more. Scott being like how annoying right I was like he's deflecting he didn't well, answer she he said it so she said it no confidently first that I was like she's telling him to say yes but yes and so he did not say no we haven't he said how annoying I know so he didn't have to lie I don't buy it he didn't have to lie is what I'm saying like you I don't know. buy it at all hi honey bunny oh that's a sweet bunny girl and then Oh, this is where it gets really serious. So, so basically, <laughs> he, Andy asks like between inf to, to Courtney between infidelity and substance abuse, which was the deal breaker. And Courtney says substance abuse because she only learned about infidelity at the end. I'm so curious as what what is that because I, I don't, don't know think what that we means. really know what that story is either. I mean, we know the like Atlantis hotel scene, but they were already broken up right yeah i think so so i'm i want to know more about the infidelity and i'm positive scott will write a book one day yeah like that's just i don't think courtney would but no. i think scott would write a book and tell on himself i think so too um but he but then andy asks, do you it seems you get really upset when courtney is oh did you have another one no oh it seems you get really upset when courtney is linked to other guys and he goes me no and then under his breath, he goes, I just want to kill him. That's so funny. <laughs> and Andy doesn't even hear it. And then they're like, he said he just wants to kill them. Uh, uh, and then, yeah. 
then uh, we learn that what we already knew and that they go nobody was happy with the last one yes yes that, and that they're talking about Eunice absolutely uh, everybody hated Eunice, Eunice. They say Scott and everyone didn't like him yes and then Andy asks so do Courtney and Travis have your blessing and he says I do give you ble- your blessing to be happy and then she says the same back to him, but they didn't. It's not didn't feel very real. Well, uh, I, I think saying I give my blessing for you to be happy is different than I give your relationship my blessing. Right. I think that they both were using a lot of roundabout language. Uh-huh. Like, uh, because he asked, are you, are, do you give a million Scott your blessing? She's like, whatever, Scott, whatever makes him happy. Whatever makes Scott happy. But I think she's saying that knowing that like that doesn't really make you happy. Yeah. And he's like, but the only thing that will make me happy is you, Courtney. But they really want so badly. And I believe, obviously, with the, like, Kravis of it all, like, I believe that they, like, I really do believe Courtney's in love with Travis. But I think that, like, yes, we're watching them both, like, navigate it in a way that they, like, don't really know how to do. Also, we act as if people can only be in love with one other person at a time. I know. It's not true. That's not true. I know I don't think she's in active love with Scott, but I do think that he is like the love of her life and that Travis is like this person that she's having like this amazing chemistry with. I agree. But that she also had that with Scott. Yeah. So I don't think like what she and Travis has is like, oh, she and Scott never. It was exactly what she and Scott were. And he knows that probably. Yeah. So then Kardashian curse. Oh, the Kardashian curse. We've been talking. We've talked about it many times. Yes. This really, this really fired up Kendall. Yes. (laughs) She was like, I don't like it because that's like the blame is on women. Yeah, it's like that cool. (laughs) (laughs) She says basically, essentially, she finds it offensive. Yes. And it is. She says, she says it's in. And and that it's about blaming women for men's problems. And then Chloe says, like, they're just blaming. Yeah, they're blaming us for the problems. Men. And then we get this weird little insert from Kim who goes, I mean, Kanye's doing pretty well. Well, it was right after they said, like, Andy was like, yeah, there have been NFL. There have been, like, Super Bowls. There have been, you know, championships. There have been all these things that clearly aren't these men, like, losing their careers. No. And then Kim added on to that she like piggybacked what andy was saying yeah, and it's like i mean at the end of the day like even if his marriage is falling apart he's a fucking billionaire also like kim is right like he had been doing like he was like remember when he said he was in 55 million dollars of debt and he's, then now he's a billionaire so like yeah i think he's doing fine a fine and then they ask and then courtney point blank asked scott do you think there's a kardashian curse and he says no and he looked like the saddest man in the, he looks so sheepish so sad this because whole i think thing. he believes that maybe he is cursed but it's I not know. them are you just holding mama's hand i'm allowed to just hold a cat paw no, it's funny he's cute holding a lot a of cat, cat stuff tonight guys sorry guys no i love well, it this is what we get with the irl then we get this like honestly i don't want to spend this much time on it <laughs> kendall's like supermodel section like Ugh. bummed me out and annoyed me because basically the point is like you know is it crazy you became a supermodel and she's like no it's not that crazy i was like taking photos at 14 but this is what pissed me off she talks about how she like this is my take on it and i'm curious what you think but it's like she's basically like oh i was always drawn towards it and then i started i like had uh i was interested in photos and then i had photos taken of me 
and I showed them to my mom. I made this little modeling book and I showed it to my mom. And then she did her Kris Jenner thing. And here we are. And then the very next question is basically about like her privilege and like, did she work hard enough for it? And she is so aggressively protesting against it. And it's this thing where it's like, what it would mean to just for for all of them to say, obviously, yes, yes, obviously, yes, yes. I worked my ass off and I had incredible privilege. Oh, it was so annoying to me. And then to say the quite the opposite, that like I had to say I wasn't a Kardashian. Oh, I had to hide it. I took my last name off. Oh, boo hoo hoo. To me, it's just like you are an unbelievably like a genetic freak born out of like rich Beverly Hills LA you decided you wanted to be a model then you said in this exact sit down you showed your mom your photos and you she did her Kris Jenner thing and then you're like but at the same token you will not admit that you had a leg up what are you talking about I said this to you earlier and I just want to say I don't think this excuses it she only knows people like Bella and Gigi you're totally right that's who she grew up with she doesn't know normal people who literally like were like oh I didn't eat I like like slept on the floor of a loft with five other women right and then didn't eat we like would share celery she doesn't know that story I think that's the thing is that to me it's just like it's about like and I agree like similarly I've never had to worry about like can I pay my rent like will I like go in the street like I'm very privileged and fortunate that like I know at the end of the day my family would help me if I was in a really bad situation that is the point of privilege yes. and so it's like and the, she, her, her aggressively sitting in this interview being like I worked hard no and she's it's like, never met someone who like uh, couldn't pay their rent. She's she, like, she's you, never like. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You have no idea. But that what is, it's like. but that is why she has that perspective. You're so right because she's never met the person who was like, I thought I was gonna be homeless or like, you know, she that she only knows what she knows. There's she's a like very cute thing. Honey, she was looking at me. She's curious about you. She's like, who's she's that so lady pretty. screaming? Um, and I love that she said if she weren't a model, she would be in the Olympics. Like, easy peasy. You just get to be in the Olympics. That's, That's Kaylee Jenner's but that, daughter. But that is how delusional she is, that she would just like, uh, yes, of course, I would be in the Olympics. I, it's not like, oh, I think I would be pursuing competitive horseback riding. She's like, I'd be in the Olympics. There's no if ands, or buts about I mean, it. What an alpha mindset. It's incredible. <laughs> also, she has two horses, which means she has too much money. She says it so casually. I have two horses. So then we get into Chloe's section and this is tough. A lot of the Chloe stuff was just tough for me. Also, just really quick, though, to jump back into Kendall, what they were asking about Devin Booker. Yes. And she was like, I just felt like I wanted I saw my siblings have their relationship with the public eye. And Courtney and Scott are like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh uh You learned something from us? Cool. Great, 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 great. Okay. Now, Chloe. So we get to Chloe and we learn you know like we we talk about her confidence level like over the course of the show and I thought this was really interesting and we learned that like Chloe actually was like in her in her mind very self-confident before the show Mm -hmm. and then when the show came out and she became quote-unquote I think what she's largely saying is like the ugly sister she had this big drop in her self-esteem and then it's like her really talking through it and being so vulnerable talking about like how she was always just kind of quote unquote Kim's sister 
and but that she didn't at the beginning carry a lot of that yeah it wasn't until perez hilton yeah the worst uh, of the worst it's funny because i've been re-watching i've been watching the hills new beginnings mm. so uh perez has i mean perez for me in the last three weeks has become like the villain of the century i mean he might be the villain of the century yeah he is no good also on the hills his like hair plugs are so Ooh. bad it's he looks wild. that scene at the club where they like have their confrontation he is should have never agreed it's to be nightmare. on camera right nightmare then. he like that's someone who had a magic mirror that night who, yes. who thought he could go out in public <laughs> looking that way especially after he's spoken about every other person in the world's looks Please. Not a thing. And then I also was like really um, engaged in the thing she was talking about with like Kim and Courtney being treated better. Yes. And like how that when she would go you know to a photo shoot they would bring her like two outfits and then have racks and racks of clothes for Kim and Courtney which is also like that's so nuts because it's not like you can't find her clothes because like I was just talking about this today in therapy like because I'm going to the Dominican Republic next week big uh, exciting shout um, out and I had to just shoot like a small part in something and I was like part of I have so much anxiety because one it's the Dominican Republic so there's not a lot like there's not as many resources there if when I go to do my fitting the things don't work right and they told me to bring some backups just in case but the which is like very normal and also it's so it's so insulting and an added thing to put on me because like you're because you're plus size we can't just like do our job for you and maybe they can it might be absolutely fine but it's like something i've always had to deal with it reminds me of like women of color who like um, getting their makeup doing their makeup done you know that it's like a thing i didn't know for years which is just like oh if you're if you're a black woman and you in hollywood you generally do your own makeup because you can you can't count on showing up to set and And if you're a fat woman you have to bring your own and you bring your own clothes if you're fat like, because you're like well you have access to like the budget you could put me in anything your but job you're not- should be inclusivity to understand how to go obtain those things so that the the talent hired is it's not on them that's an and, insane and like logic. i said this might be fine but in history it has taught me that like yeah sometimes they just don't have anything that will fit on your body and then what the fuck do you like i've literally had to wear something that i was like this does not fit you can see all my underwear and the wires underneath and this looks like it's so skin tight and it's permanent now and not I've, just like that i had to wear for the day it's now permanent on a piece of film or digital whatever and it can be seen forever of me looking so uncomfortable and it's infuriating and then not to mention like the whole like you know the privilege of prettiness that happens in the world we're like oh you walk into a restaurant and your sisters are being treated better than you or like my whole lifetime of being the friend that is not being paid attention to in every situation of my life well and that's why i think like this is a really important part what chloe says here about like oh this is not like sub or subtle this was overt yeah i i every photo shoot that they would honestly say to me oh it doesn't matter you'll be in the background so don't worry like you don't worry you're like that they were saying to her chloe kardashian who at best at her biggest maybe was a eight yeah <laughs> if maybe. i had to guess and that in her even as a famous woman part of a famous family at the peak of fame walked into photo shoots and people said oh you're meaningless 
you're in the background. We're not looking at you. You're ugly, essentially. So we don't need to worry about you. Yeah. And like that is important for her to share. Yes. You know, not in a boo-hoo. She's obviously a very privileged, beautiful woman who has also altered her looks in many ways. But it's just like, I think that's important to hear. You yeah. know, you know, it reminds me of like one of my favorite things that Mindy Kaling ever said, which was in her book, um, her first book she talks about going to a photo shoot and like with other people from the office so it's like ellie kemper and i don't know all the other women's names but you know who they are and that they like didn't they only had like a dress for her but the dress she wanted was just like two sizes too small and it was like couture and she said cut it (gasps) she made them cut a dress and she's like just sew fabric on the back you only see the front she made them ruin a couture dress because she's like because you know what they should have brought something for me absolutely because it's not like you couldn't fit mindy mindy kaling's body is like an average woman's body uh, having seen her in person i can promise every person here that is not a large woman by any means no it is a it's like but that's the point is that it's like it gets treated that way because if everything is so disgustingly like inverted in LA and so it's like the idea that like yeah Khloe Kardashian's brain has been ruined by the idea that she is the like you know Quasimodo of her family yeah when she a never was and b couldn't be you know I mean I remember seeing a friend when she moved to LA a few months later and she came back to New York and I was like whoa and she like literally said that a costumer had said you're in between a four and a six right now, but you'd be a lot easier if you were a four. I mean, the story. Or maybe it was a two and a four. She was in between a two and a four because this is a thin woman. And they said it would be a lot easier if you were a two. How wild. What a terrible industry. Horrible industry. And so I, I really appreciated her being like very honest. Yes. But I will say this is the last thing I'm going to say is that then she goes in this big spiel about like how important it is for her, like even having gone through all that, like, and she's trying to like kind of turn it into a plug for like good American. American and like why they're size inclusive and that she won't, uh, you know, sell her <laughs> brand at stores that won't carry the whole line and X, Y, Z. And that's all, I mean, your opinion on it. I'm very curious, but I was like, that's all well and good. But also like, are we ever going to talk about revenge body in this context? Or how about when you like literally like made 20 posts in a row that saying you weren't fat? Right. You held like like, an an Instagram live showing off your abs because it was so upsetting to you that people would think you were heavier than you were. Yes. That you might look like one of these people you're talking about clothing. I just feel like it's like actually the most abusive part of where she's at psychologically. She just hasn't gotten there yet. No. She wants to. She's on a journey. She knows it's good business too, but she's not actually there. Yeah, because she doesn't doesn't feel like she's worth it unless she's thin. It really bums me out. There's a place where you could be in the body you are. Like in that body, which is very thin. So thin. It doesn't seem like it's a fun place to be because for all the upkeep it takes. That body makes me tired. But there is a way that you can have the body you want and still not be upset about anyone perceiving it differently i know i'm not there she's not there but you know um and then gosh we get the best question which is oh wow this is the heart of the whole podcast when did they ask her about her nose though when did they not yet later not yet yet. it's it's the next part so 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 andy says do you think you're promoting unattainable standards of beauty in any way and kim's like i've got this (laughs) and kim 
absolutely lying through her teeth. No way. Absolutely lying through her teeth says, no, I don't. Because we get up, we do the work, Ugh. we work out. And I, my feet like literally kicked up on the couch screaming. I was like, Kimberly Noel. Why be so defiant about something that you are, you're lying. Like you are lying to us. You know that we can't have a fucking uh, beautician come to our house to give us a, to give us like an esthetician to come and give us a fucking uh, facial at 11 o'clock at night. You know that. We can't do double day workouts. We can't, but that's double day workouts doesn't get you the body that's not we can't by- get bbls we can't we i can't afford their like guys this- we're not doing bbls they're very dangerous this- that's my psa yes uh, marcy informed us all they're very dangerous so i won't be getting and one. people have said no tummy tucks are more dangerous and to that i say um uh, go read another go read article about it. so kim so, so then kendall says kendall uh a five ten hundred pound model says <laughs> we all really enjoy taking care of ourselves and being healthy the only thing we're trying to represent is being the most healthy version of yourself and i thought my hair was going to fly off my head the amount of like genetic advancement that they get the amount of money and surgical enhancement oh my god the idea that i was so disappointed in them in this moment that like what it would have meant to have just said we are so privileged that we have the resources Ugh. and the time to put into because like I have heard like a Heidi Klum to Sarah Jessica Parker and people say like it's my job to look the way I have to do. Yes. I can't. I don't get to do XYZ. Like also like what's the big deal? You like plenty of people could get the work you had done and still not look as beautiful as you. Why not just say it like why not just say what you've had I done thought this was the most disappointing part of the whole honest to god like reunion or i was just like the defensiveness was to me really disappointing yeah. how easy it would have been and how cool it would have been to be like hey not only did we get a fucking leg up genetically by who our parents were and our wealth we have only we have been built we have had such a structure of being able to like take care of our i feel that way i i get to take care of myself more than most people i know i get to go get facials i get to go get my nails done like i get to participate in beauty in such a specific way as like a a lucky white woman who doesn't have to work three jobs and run from next to the next to the next or have a bunch of children like the idea of just like not acknowledging your privilege in the yeah. conversation of like beauty standards is so blind. I was like, I, I was mean, like very angry at Kim for this. Answer. I know for sure that they were asked if they were asked about black fishing, they just kept it out. Oh, for they sure. definitely kept it now, out. Now I just was looking at this up cause I wanted to, uh, uh, correctly attribute it to who said it. So this comedian, Steve Hernandez tweeted as a fat, there is no greater sin against your fellow fats than getting gastric bypass and lying about it and trying to front like you did that shit through quote diet and exercise. You have betrayed your people. And I agree so hard. It's like, like Chloe, you felt ugly and fat. Just tell us you got work done. Honey. Just be like, listen, I got bullied to the end of the earth. I fucking shaved off half my nose and I lost half my body weight. And like, I, that's how I survived this shit. Yeah. That's how I survived this shit. And we would all say, of course, 
That's so sad, but of course. Do you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of that scene in Notting Hill where they're going around the dinner table telling their sad stories and they're like, oh, you're a beautiful, famous actress. What do you have to worry? She's like, well, um, to look this way, I've been on a diet since I was 19. Yes, I've had two painful surgeries and, and, and like blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I was like, I like that, even though I don't think anyone ever does that. But like, just but to it's be like, not, it's not about like the slight pour of a tiny bit more rosé. <laughs> um, it's like, it's not about like, it doesn't have to be a boo hoo, but I think it's about owning it in yeah. the same way I would own it in that way, in the way of like, I all I, I mean, wa- they could even just be funny and be like, we've had a little something done. <laughs> I just was sort like, of shocked by their like death defiant answers i was like guys it's i guess it's so on brand at least they've like they've they've stayed the course when it comes they to really that have, stuff. but in that same section then <laughs> then then chloe says she she has gotten a nose job injections not really botox because she responded negatively i'm sorry about what happened well how did that butt get there how about the rest how about everything below your neck i know that she cut him off at the pass yeah by saying like he asked like about you know, work. And she said, everyone thinks I've had three fla- face transplants. She cut him off at the pass yes. so that he Pretty could clever. ask the question. She directed the conversation. And I, to that, I say good work. And also you lying girl, you lying girl. And also savvy, savvy roundabout answer. I mean that, but we all just know that's not your butt. That's the thing. It's just not, there it's not it's your not butt and then so rob was not there so all of his questions were directed to chloe his, to his pr his uh publicist chloe kardashian yes, this and, was so weird and it was you know just kind of blah 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 rob's feeling better he isn't on the show and maybe he felt so bad about himself it's not about how he looks it's about how women in his life it's about how the mean fucking women in his life who we shall not name yes we uh rhymes with ina and he (laughs) definitely didn't also show her vagina publicly yes out of rage but um we get a little rob they pretend that they are respect china they say oh it's the mother we keep it all dream. separate we, we don't oh. care that she's suing us it's fine we don't care uh, then we get into lamar just so, yeah uh, back to chloe again it's all chloe this whole last this entire you have to acknowledge the last third of this reunion so hence the last third of the last time we ever spend with this family is all chloe yeah because she's not the most going on or, yeah. or at least maybe willing to talk to us. Yeah, about I it think that's it. It's, I think it's willingness. So we found out she's not been in touch with Lamar, but that she doesn't regret marrying him. She no, said, I thought this was beautiful. I thought it was too. That She like, she said she wouldn't change it. I felt I got misty eyed when he asked her, does she regret it? And she was and like, she said, I no. love that chapter of my <sighs> life. She's like, I know it might seem dark, but because as a fan, I think it's like, why I'm so attached to that window and to feel her so attached to that window, like was so meaningful of like, it was so real and vulnerable. And, and I think if you've been following her and this family, as long as we have, like that was not for TV, like unlike the Chris Humphreys of it all, like this, that I think everybody agrees. If you were there at that time, that that was like really real for Chloe. There was like mad, passionate love. And then we talk about giving birth to true. 
my god uh and how you know she how she she just was like her head was in the game she wasn't worried about him cheating on her she was just focused on getting that baby out she could think of nothing else and then that she stayed with him for three months because um well she couldn't face the media yeah that that she had been basically by the scandal of it all been afforded a cocoon in cleveland to just hide yeah so uh, really, really which, rough. Which was good for her, we yeah. learned. And it makes sense. And and we get Kim chimes in and is like uh, talking about the birth and having had Tristan in the room. And by the way, it was one of those moments again, by the way, about the Chloe of it all, where it's like, this is incredible footage to remember. Mm-hmm. That we're watching Chloe Kardashian give birth two days after she found out that the father of her child cheated on her and the whole world knows it. Mm. And she's stuck in Cleveland and he's in the room with her sisters who have all flown out and her best friends. And she is navigating all of that. Yeah. In childbirth. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I think we we got to like give that a moment again where it was just like and, and, and Kim's like uh, even Kim, who's like, oh, it's calmness is my superpower. She was like, you are the most honorable person. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we should be nicer to Chloe. I just think she rises above it. And then when she's talking about Tristan, she's just like, you know, I trust him as a friend. I thought that line was so crazy. I was like, okay. I also think he did something smart. And I think more people should do this. That he went to everyone in her family and apologized to them. Because when you cheat on someone, you hurt everyone in their life. And I tell you, I had friends forgive and move on. But I feel like I'm also owed an apology because I, was, I had to put in so much effort. I was just talking about this with somebody. It's like when you have hurt somebody so gravely and their female friends and their family have had to pick them up off the floor and then the person doesn't acknowledge that and like really give you that moment of like, thank you for holding this person in this moment so that they could find their way back to me. Like, it is egregious you know and it's and it's really hard to not like as much as you maybe never want to insert yourself in the relationship it's like no one's crazy for feeling owed that yeah you know yeah so he was smart he did it then we get to jordan wow (gasps) wow 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 wow, wow. so she was like no we don't speak but i have forgiven everyone and she's like i know this isn't as fun of a rumor to pass around but i'm i i do forgive her and then we find out that jordan has not apologized to chloe never sent the letter she never sent the letter she was writing and i think this really vindicates a lot of people really really i i was thinking about it earlier today i was like people were like how dare you take him back and not why does she owe jordan forgiveness but that's why kim chimes in so so yes. heated and and kim comes off a little crazy in this little interjection yeah but i knew what she was saying which was that she was like hey that's her baby daddy like she has to figure it out yeah he they, they have to find some way through this this lady who did nothing to rectify this, who didn't try and work hard, we don't owe her shit. Yeah. Like, that's what Kim is saying in her, like, hey, and I can tell Chloe's like, Chloe's like, okay, that's not really the narrative that, like, I'm saying right now. But, but like, that's what Kim is saying is, like, fuck her. She's not the father of but a child. Also, not even, like, fuck Jordan No, it's for not me. a fuck her. Because what I think is someone who's been in therapy for so long, it's like, Chloe's allowed to be hurt. Yeah. 
And Chloe's allowed to like not forgive until someone has like done has like made her feel better about it. And everyone in the world was like, how dare you do that to that young woman? And it's like, no, that young woman probably more than just kissed. Definitely probably fucked her best friend's older sister's father of her child. And I think the point is that like she's not obligated to treat Tristan and Chloe the same. I mean, sorry, Tristan and Jordan the same. And look, everyone could be capable of forgiveness and everyone could be forgiven. But if you don't seek it out, you can't really, you know, why are we fighting Jordan's battle for her? She clearly like, I mean, that was fine. And, you know, I'm sure she'll be better off in the future. But, you know, like Chloe said, I hope she's learned from that and doesn't do that to anyone again. I think it's about as healthy of an answer as you could get, which is just like it's not defaming. And it is uh, wishing her the best and also saying like. I didn't get any of the things this person said publicly. And we saw what Tristan, like Tristan did really like he, she didn't go beg for him to come back. He, he did some work. So granted, yes. Is he always going to do it again? Of course. But can we, can we blame her for like believing that a person who spent a year and a half working to get her back? So then we get, and then, well, then she told Kylie that Kylie, she's like, you know, intimately told Kylie that they could be friends again if they want. Yes. And then, which doesn't surprise me. That's yeah. so Chloe to be like, from what I understand, you know, and that she was so would never want her baby sister to like resent her. Yeah. And we know that. And ugh, the whole thing's such a bummer, though. But then we get to the end, basically. And Andy says, you know, tell me something you've learned from the show or just this experience of the reunion. And we get a bunch of just pretty banal answers <laughs> until we get Kendall who's hyped up on her own she's high on her own supply and she's jabbering on about false narratives yes, and saying yes, Andy yes, yes, yes. thank you so much for uncomfortable questions oh my gosh and then they all take shots and Kendall is the only one who actually took her shot and then Kim and Courtney, Kim whisper- and Courtney share a shot they whisper to each other and then Kim says I only just took a little sip I think it was because Kim didn't want to take it so they're sharing it and then Courtney looks none like she them, takes the bolt. None bo- of them drank it. Kylie like took. They all took like a tiny sip, and Kendall throws it back. I think Kendall doesn't have taste buds. Maybe she had them removed so that she could stay thin as a model. Absolutely. But she doesn't know that that tequila doesn't taste good. I can't wait to try it though and decide for myself. But none of them drank her tequila. But, but what we, a good plug. But we get a classic Chris crying. Oh, yes. Classic. It wouldn't be a toast if Chris wasn't crying. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. else. And, um, you know, I think we, I think, and before that, we get Kim saying, like, you know, the biggest takeaway to me is that we're so lucky. We have an awesome life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it, it's a very nice, like, fulfilling end moment. There but- is a funny thing where Kylie is like, you know, I used to be all about my friends and now I really, yes. and they're like, yeah, your yes. family, you ever heard of us? Yes, cool. bitch. You we've like been here us? the whole time. Yeah. So ultimately, you know, it, I left feeling like, yeah, we're in a good place. Look, I'm interested to see what happens next, but not on such a granular level, I guess. I think we did it. I think we have <laughs> I think we have like um microscopically followed this family for 4 years yeah. and I feel like a great release and 
look i want them to go off and have a little less fame me too i don't know if it's gonna happen i think that that's the like funniest part of like like uh, staying so close to a family week to week is that it's like i want them to be further away from me yeah not be not as like any kind of like oh they deserve nothing no but like as like you deserve privacy now a little bit they have given us i i tell this to everybody it's like and even people like even with Courtney who sucks so much it's like Courtney pulled her own baby out of her body and put it immediately on her chest on camera she went through like a horrifically emotionally abusive relationship for like a these, decade these you know people have given us access yeah. to things that like we were not owed and they maybe made a lot of money in the process but like at a at a pretty enormous cost yeah i would say and it's not a boohoo but it is about saying like we all live our lives with like the ex- expectation of like assumed privacy for whatever we do and that's not a reality that they live in and that like they are paid obscene amounts of money they've had an insane life but i appreciate that the idea that they believe that that gives us access and that we I have mean, been able I have like learned genuine things about this family and 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 about like women I have the dumbest takeaway okay. which is they can't even have diarrhea in a Starbucks without <laughs> it making international news you know I'm, and yes. I only say that because I had a friend who had got who went to the bathroom at a Starbucks and it was so bad they closed <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad that they closed down. Oh no! They like brought out tape and stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that could never happen to Kim or Chloe or Courtney or Kylie or Kendall because everything they do is under so much scrutiny that if they, you know, yeah, like I said, they've, they've, have diarrhea in a Starbucks. I think even. it's. I think it's important to acknowledge, like. Hiccup. Oh no. Drunk. She's drunk, you guys. No, no. I stopped drinking a wit- a little a wit a while I ago. I barely had half an extra <laughs> you, glass. <laughs> you I saw you pour more. Half. <laughs> why why? At what re- what reason? This is like you, me denying plastic surgery when I'm Chloe. Also, there's no better telltale sign that someone is tipsy than when they start denying it. <gasps> and the, and they hiccup into a mic. <laughs> <gasps> She's going to cry again, but it's not going to be for a great reason. <laughs> I'm sad about politics. No. Uh I I really feel that it's a reminder of like uh, it's not about that the money that they earn makes sense, but that they are paid. They are giving up a piece of humanity. Yeah. Of uh, privacy is a piece of humanity. Yeah. And that like giving that up is such a choice and that like they have brought us into the most like vulnerable, ugly moments of their lives. There's so much we don't know, but that it's like, I think I'm okay with that transaction at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it. I sit here one week after another analyzing their lives and their partners and everything. And it's like, I, I can't imagine that scrutiny on your own choices, you know, yeah. and it, and your body and your face as you age and everything. And it's just like such a reminder that it's like for everything they have, for everything I don't have, for everything I'm jealous of, for everything I wish I could have that like, I get to kind of like fumfer around. <laughs> yes, we get to make our mistakes without, you know, too much commentary. No, but uh, we'll I will see say this happens. as my like final word yes, on them. This is it. Is that I give them my blessing 
for whatever makes them happy. I feel the same way. I feel truly like whatever they do, like whatever crazy plastic surgery, go go for whatever, it. Whatever, like I, they have given us so much. They have changed a lot of the way my brain understands like Hollywood and fame and success and like uh, privacy and uh, and all of it and bodies and all of it. Like the whole point of the podcast was because we couldn't stop talking about that they sit at the intersection of so much that they have the ability to touch fashion and sports and politics and uh, LGBTQ rights and all these things. And it's like, that's the point is that they they sat there and they've done it. And it's like, what I want for them now is to get to just be people. Yeah. And like, it uh, won't happen. But it won't happen <laughs> because they have a lot of bills to pay. Yeah. And a lot well, of stuff. Also, to pay. they're already too famous. So you have too many stalkers and people trying to kill you. It's, oh, they're off the deep end. Yeah. It's, it's too long it's too gone. Late. But, you know, like we said, we will, we will be keeping up with them going oh, yeah. forward. Just not so, you know, microscopically. Um, so now's the time when we you know say goodbye we say goodbye to you guys oh we God. tell you this was a monster episode i knew we both knew it would be a monster oh, yeah. episode we're over two hours oh sure. my god but you know you can find us guys we're still on our socials at kardashian yep. at pod and Instagram. we don't know our i don't handles. know you know <laughs> um you can still find our information on our website kardashian but guys i please if you're interested in going to new horizons with us Follow us over at Ellis for, for Losers and, yeah, I don't know, have have a little faith. Just have a little faith that we're going to have a lot to say about Erica Jane and how, I mean, what's going on there, you know? like <laughs> We're talking about plane crash victims. There's only like the most high stakes possible horrific background so, to a story and sudden jesus christ sudden well that's not nice that's not nice <laughs> um listen my friend as we end our podcast for four and a half years <sighs> i'm not gonna force a tear but you'll probably cry because you're drunk <laughs> no um this is the best this, this is, is the so best space i love you this i love has you been so fun i love everyone listening you guys really are you know our buds too yeah and um, thank you guys for all the years of like listening to us talk into microphones. I have these like images of us like just like crying about oh. like all the like moments that have happened because it's also this thing of like if you've listened since the beginning, especially it's like really me and Marcy finding our way through a lot of really hard periods of life. I mean, think of how poor we were when we, we started. Were so poor. I mean, we're not like I said, we're not rich now. I don't have a job. We're not rich now, but we were like, especially yes. poor at the start of the podcast. And it's like a fascinating thing of just like, you can feel that we grew, anxiety. We just grew up a lot. We grew up a lot. And, um, Okay, I'm not going to force it. We grew up a lot. This was a really special space. It's funny. We're almost 40. We grew up a lot. We grew up a lot. We were so young. <gasps> we were barely in our 36th just... year. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was like 34 or or something. Uh, um, I want to thank anybody who's listened to this podcast. I want to thank anyone who has supported us. Um, and more importantly... I want to thank my dear pal Marcy. And I'm think, locking eyes with her. I her little you. cat is next to me. Um, getting to scream Marcy multiple times a week has been the only reason I'm sane. And um, we'll see you at Ellis for Losers. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side, guys. 
Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Marcy. I love you. I love you. Okay, now we got to do it. Thanks so much for listening to Cardition It. Bye. Bye. Bye.